The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. on the Central Coast. It is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. We remind you tomorrow, 3rd District County Supervisor Don Ortiz-Legg will be here giving us a report on the Board of Supervisors and taking your phone calls. Special broadcast a week from today. Heart surgeon Dr. David Canvasser is back. He comes on once a year right around Valentine's Day, and we talk about heart issues. Plenty to talk about with a good doctor. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. This hour, there is no agenda. We have been trying to reach out to different people in the community. We're not looking for a controversy, but there are people like Connie Pierce, general manager of the Madonna Inn, and Clint Pierce, the president of Madonna Enterprises, who are very important parts of this community. And we shouldn't only bring people on like Sam Blakesley when their name is in the paper. It's interesting and important to me that we use this platform just to put the spotlight on people important to the community. Why am I babbling as uh, we welcome back Clint to the show and welcome Connie to the show? Folks, nice to see both of you. How are you? We're great. Yeah, we're great. Thanks for having us on. I think she can't wait till 6 o'clock. Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be fine. I hear the dumb guy question. How did the two of you meet? Well, we both uh, grew up in uh, rodeo as, as the fun hobby that we uh, both enjoyed. And we both qualified for the high school state finals rodeo up in Quincy, California, up in the beautiful Sierras. And I was a freshman, and Connie would have been a junior, and we met there in the infield, and I still remember it. What do you remember about the meeting? Well, we didn't really talk much, but I just saw her over there in the stands, and she caught my eye. Do you remember anything about that meeting, Connie? I remember we were by the lemonade stand, so um, and I was drinking plenty of lemonade, and... uh, I remember him and a couple of the other cowboys, and then he ended up leaving going to Oregon, so I didn't see him again until we got back to the national finals. And if I can say this, Mm -hmm. um, well, I was kind of a hostess in the making my whole life, so I was in a camper trailer handing out beers, and I gave Clint his first beer. We weren't supposed (laughs) to be drinking, but I was always the hostess, so that's how we remember. And then um, he came back to California, went to Cal Poly, and we met at a barn dance out at um, Robin Baggett's place, Moretti Canyon. He was living out there, and he just struck me. So, Mm -hmm. How long long between that first meeting and then hooking up again? Well, that that first beer moment was (laughs) the very next year. I I was um, going to school in uh, Redmond, Oregon, up in Central Oregon qualified for the national high school um, rodeo finals and um, so that was that next year but then uh, we sort of lost touch until I came down to Cal Poly and so I went to Blue Mountain Community College in Pendleton for a couple of years and uh, with all my buddies you know kind of glorified high school but it was a lot of fun 
And then my parents went to Cal Poly, so it was sort of always a yeah. place I knew I was going to gravitate back to. Yeah. And uh, then so we um, we uh, really met. And, and it had nothing to do with Connie being here. No. Nope. That was just a coincidence. It is just a coincidence. you believe that, Connie? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is a, a good place to go to because it's clear that rodeo is important to the two of you. It's a very important part of your life, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. We grew up with it. <clears throat> Connie's um, parents, are, uh, especially her dad, was a cattle rancher yep. as well as a lot of other things. And yep. so were my parents. And it's just kind of the world we grew up in and, and the sport we loved. And, and now our, our son's a professional um, rodeo cowboy. He works in the business also, but he's um, out on the road hitting the circuit. What do you get out of it, Clint, over the years? What has rodeo given you? Well, the lots of friendships and all that, but, and love, you know, love to compete. And uh, that's always fun, but um, really a connection with um, you know with your horse, um, uh, just really trying to perfect your craft. You know, just uh, you know when I was young, I wanted to be the best in the world. Yeah. Obviously, I I never never achieved that um, pinnacle. But were you was, good? Were you good rodeo? I was. Yeah, I was, was fair. Good. I was fair. But uh, good enough to have a good time at it. Yeah. You know how it is. It's like playing pool. The better yeah. you do, the more fun it is. And Connie, what about for you? What did rodeo give you? Well, growing up, I'm the fourth of the children in the family. And my sister, Kathy, was the one that really was the person who took off with all the horses and the rodeo and everything. And she would let me tag along. And um, so it just was one of those things where I always thought I was going to do something like that in rodeo. but. I loved high school rodeo and college rodeo for the friendships and the times that we were um, together. But more importantly, that I didn't know what was going to happen is once you have your kids, um, we were practicing five days a week and then going to the rodeos every weekend. So mm -hmm. it kept your family together as a unit. And you had to be around each other. You had to talk to one another. Yeah. And, um, you know, Clint says he's an average roper he's he is the reason in my opinion that dalton is so good at what he does from the the standpoint that he used to spin him so many steers and give him the same look all the time so that dalton could perfect what he does and um but more importantly it's just all those times together with your family like it's a vacation every time you go down the road well, in practicing, you're you're out there, you know, spending two or three hours together. Where, like Connie says, it's like you're you're forced to interact. And our daughter Audrey, she rodeoed for Cal Poly for all four years, also. So yeah. it's sort of a family a family event. And aren't you both uh, big supporters of the Cal Poly Rodeo Program? Yes, we sure are. Uh, very much. Tell me about the program. I know very. I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I, I put that out there. Right there. Uh, how competitive is rodeo at the college level, and how good does Cal Poly do? And what about the program, Clint? Cal Poly has um, a storied program, 80 some years, you know, they are strong. They've been always a, a great rodeo school. But it's been the last maybe four or five, six years since uh, their coach, Ben Londo, uh, started that they've elevated to a whole other level. And I think when Ben started, they had something like maybe 30, 35 uh, student athletes on the uh, team. They're up to over 100 student athletes there now. Jeez. And so you can, you can see what a draw that brings, that brings those kids to Cal Poly. And so we started the Cuesta Rodeo Program. Uh, Gil Stork was the, 
was the uh, president at Quest at the time. I'm trying and, to picture Gil on a horse. <laughs> oh, he's you know Gil. He's always got a smile and yeah. and uh, trying to trying to help out. So he was um, very helpful in uh, allowing us to get that program started. And really, we started it for two reasons. Our son Dalton was a freshman at the time, and so we wanted him and a lot of his friends to have a team that they could that they could compete on. But then we also wanted to start a feeder program into Cal Poly because a lot of these kids, they're going to rodeo. They're so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll drift away to another school, and they'll just never find their way to Cal Poly. So we thought, well, a good way to uh, help Cal Poly uh, find talent is through Cuesta. Yeah. So it's been fun. Uh, Connie, has it been a fun experience for you, the Cuesta program, the Cal Ab Poly program? Absolutely. And um, I'm proud to say that we've had uh, – 32 kids, I think now, students that have transferred successfully to Cal Poly and have graduated. Some are still in that program, but um, it means a lot to see them go on from Cuesta. And my feeling about Cuesta is that, you know, we're kind of the parents that aren't going to get after them. So I'm there for when they get into trouble to know that they can ask for help, but they're also like finding their way so i'm kind of the administrative side of things and so and, you know, yeah we're pretty low-key we tell them be safe um have take, a good take, time have a good time take care of your uh horse and the livestock and just remember it remember the memories because you know you, you know you can win something but 20 years from now you're not going to remember what you won so what does dalton want to do he actually is working with me in the property management side of our business. Okay. And just loving having him. I would imagine out. that, it's like with rodeo, there are skills you learn that you can apply to day to day life. Just Absolutely. taking care of your animals, having something that's living and breathing and needs you to take care of them that gives you responsibility. And, and I see him get up very early in the morning to make sure that he gets everything done before he has to take off. Um, and I can also say that. He spent three years at Cuesta, then he went on to Feather River, and I thought he was for sure done, not going to graduate. He came back to Cuesta, finished another year, applied for Cal Poly, got into Cal Poly, and then went there for another year, year and a half. So, I mean, he is, what you're talking about is the people that don't give up and finish and complete and get their degree. I'm going to ask this. <laughs> About three months ago, I think this bill died. There was a bill introduced in Sacramento to ban rodeo in California. Yeah, yeah that had the um, the community. The <laughs> and rodeo, I thought of the two of you. Had the rodeo community pretty worked out. <laughs> but that didn't go anywhere, did it, Clint? Not that I know of, no. Yeah. No, I think um, locally, maybe Alameda County, they may have passed an or some ordinances that uh, didn't didn't uh, shut down rodeo, but I think it it, it regulated it to some degree. But, uh, no, it, I don't think it, any of that passed. No. All right. Let's have a break away. We'll come back. We're just in conversation with Clint and Connie Pierce. So much to talk about. We'll continue the conversation right here on AM 920, FM 96.5 News Talk, KVEC. You're just joining us. Our guest for the hour, Clint Pierce. He's president of Madonna Enterprises. Connie Pierce is the general manager of Madonna Inn. You know who these people are. They are of this community. We're just chatting. We talked a little bit about rodeo. We would be remiss if uh, we had Connie and Clint here and we didn't ask about the Madonna Inn. Although, Connie, first and foremost, how is Phyllis? May I ask about her, please? She's, she's doing well. 
she's still living at home and we have some care for her so she likes to get out that her favorite thing to do is to take a drive she loves uh saturdays because it's ice cream day <laughs> her favorite ice cream is still foster freeze in morrill bay yeah and uh so the yeah, she's she's uh, at the inn at least three, maybe four times a week, but she just sits in the parking lot and likes to people watch. So you'll see her in her van, and she'll be eating her lunch, and sometimes people will come and talk to her. Did you always know that you were going to end up working at the inn? I don't think I ever thought of anything else. Yeah. Um, I gave my shot at being a travel agent in high school as one of those work things but basically all they had me doing was filing and what i really wanted to do was book people on trips so um didn't it didn't take off but um (laughs) no i just i i've worked for my dad since i was 16 i've been at the inn um i think uh 41 years now and i know Mm. you know sherry humphrey yes she's one year behind me so Mm. we are neck and neck on how long we've been working at madonna inn well so now the world comes to you yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's a way of looking at it. And, and and just in general, how are things at the Madonna Inn? They're you doing always they're, seem to be busy. They're doing yeah, we are very busy. They are doing really well. I feel like um our employee situation is getting much better since uh COVID is over. Just trying to get people to want to come to work and um finding people. It's just you know, you're still kind of short staffed from what we did used to have as like a large pool of people to call for employees, um, but it's it's doing well. Mm. Uh, so Clint, how did the Madonna Inn do during COVID? What were some of the challenges? Because you help out Connie all the time. Yes, absolutely. In fact, we uh, we had sometimes um, more than one uh, war room meeting a day um, going through, especially the early days, to figure out what what are they talking about? What are they making us do? How do we pivot and react to it and still operate? So we so our um, our goal was to never close, and so we knew that they were going to shut certain things down, but anything we could we could legally have open, we had open, and um, in whatever way that um, we were told we had to operate, you know, out outdoors. For a short period of time, back indoors and outdoors, and all that. So it was um, it was challenging, but I tell you what, the team, uh, Madonian family, we like to call ourselves over there, the the team of employees. Um, I mean, every day, like what you know, they they would say, "What can we do?" Yeah. Especially the early days where there wasn't much to do. Yeah. I mean, they were they were offering to do whatever just to try to help out, you know? It yeah. was just really gratifying to know that you have that uh, quality of, um, of folks with you, supporting you, all supporting each other, you know? Connie, what was the challenge from your perspective during COVID? I think just uh, every day the, the rules changed. So as he said, we'd have to pivot and lean in. And, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges and one of the hardest parts for me was when we had all the fires that swept in. So Mm -hmm. we had that 118 day of heat. We had people that were serving food out on asphalt with, you know, without having the tent up yet. Um, And we had them with wraps around their necks to try to keep them cool. And, And I was really concerned about them and I was concerned about the air quality and there were at least one day I know that we had to close everything and shut down and only do to-go orders because I didn't want the employees to be out there in that air. 
And, it, you know, it brought me to tears because I, I felt so bad for them. And I thought, this is not, it's not okay. We can't keep doing this. Even though people were showing up and wanting to eat outside, it was like, well, you can get your to-go food and you're welcome to sit out there at the tables. But we just can't have our people running that distance into the smoke-filled air. So that was probably the hardest time, but it was also the most gratifying. Did you stay open the whole time? We did. In the restaurants? Yep. The other question I have about that is is that how are you dealing with the, the new competition now? Three downtown hotels. Are you feeling that at all, Connie? Has that made you up your game or rethink your game at all? I, you know, I used to tell my dad about Apple Farm, and I'd always say we're apples to oranges. You know. Yeah. Um, I I think that those other hotels do a fine job. In fact, I've been to them for dinners, things like that, and I think that they were needed for downtown slow and for our community. But I think when you add that competition, it grows your audience. How it grows your audience? Well, it means that you've got more tourism, more more people coming more in. More people coming. And I don't think anybody can replace who Madonna Inn is. And yeah. we're very um, yeah. uh, iconic and eclectic. And we have a lot of artsy people that want to show up um, that, that come to us just for that specific reason. Um, Daisy LaRue, we met her through COVID. And she's one of the people that does all of our... She started off with masks that have the carpet print on them. Hmm. And if you go to our gift shops, you'll see everything with Madonna and carpet, uh, from ties to swimsuits to caftans to... And she is a large part of that. And we met her because of COVID, but she loves Madonna Inn and her goal. She's up to 75 rooms that she stayed in now. So every every Mm -hmm. time since 2020, (laughs) she comes down and she stays in a different room. Remind me how many rooms there are? 110. We'd like to have 111. There's one still to be finished. I hope she gets her 110th room free. (laughs) (laughs) She might have gotten more than those free. (laughs) Uh, So, Clint, what about the new hotels for you? What's your perspective? I completely agree with Connie. So we, you know, we really try to stay in our lane, do what we do. You know, we don't change our menu to try to chase trends and all that. Um, We pretty much stick to, you know, the way Alex would have had it back when he was with us. Um, But still, you know, putting out as quality as we can. I can also relate it to um, the wedding industry on the Central Coast. You know, that that industry just blew up. Every, I mean, in a good way. There are wedding venues everywhere. everywhere. And we've always done a lot of weddings on property at the Madonna Inn. And I can tell you, we're doing a lot more now than we used to before all of these um, um, country wedding venues uh, existed. It's because more people know about you, about your, your area, and it just brings more and more um, folks that want to experience that. Well, I didn't think about the Madonna is you can't say, well, it's just like, <laughs> because it's not like anything else. It's totally unique. Yep. And the social media that's out there, the TikTokers, the um, Instagrams, are it's it's incredible how much coverage you get with that that you, you don't even know about. Yeah. I need to brag on our, our daughter, Audrey, for a second. Oh. Before you do that, okay. let me take the break, and we'll come back. We'll let you brag all you want as we are in conversation with Connie and Clint Pierce. I'm Dave Congleton. we got news and traffic and weather. This is Hometown Radio.
You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. We're spending the hour in conversation with Clint and Connie Pierce. For the uninformed, Connie is the uh, general manager of the Madonna Inn. Clint Pierce is the president of Madonna Enterprises, but they're both so much more than that. We've talked a little bit about Rodeo, a little bit about the Madonna Inn. And as we uh, continue along those lines, Connie, where do you see the Madonna Inn going? What are the plans? Anything? You see any major changes on the horizon? I don't know if they're major changes, but we we are going to have um, Tesla ch- chargers are going to be adding another 16 to 18 down there by where the chargers are now. So we're going to be seeing that come along. With that, we're thinking about possibly turning the gas station into a little coffee house for those guests so that they have a place to come and get a cup of coffee while they charge. I like that idea. And uh, something that Clint is working more on is adding some solar panels so that we can get a, a lot more green. Um, yeah, it'll talk off, about it, that. It'll offset 100% of our electric, electrical usage. You know how that is. You know, you produce it during the day. As long as you're on the old system, yeah. not the new system that starts in April. And I think we can get grandfathered in. That's our, our goal to get, our, get that timing. So um, it's going to produce enough to to offset our electrical usage. So that's exciting. I'm still stuck on that woman who's going to stay in every room. Is she the first to do that? Daisy LaRue. I think she will be. Yeah. So I mentioned Audrey, our daughter. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, that's right. You were about re- to brag on her. The reason that I, <laughs> I, I brought her up was we were t- uh, Connie was talking about how social media has been really our friend. Yeah. And Instagram probably more than any of the other channels. Uh, a lot of them are great, but Instagram is, um, you know, we find ourselves on there a lot. Very picturesque property yeah, yeah. and photogenic. So it's, it's fun to see what people do with that. But uh, Audrey, so she's also a Cal Poly grad. She graduated in uh, ag communications, and then she got her master's in um, in psychology. So she's a gifted um, uh, marriage and family counselor helping a lot of people. But then she also works part-time at the Inn in marketing with Amanda Rich, the marketing director. And they have done so much to uh, promote the Inn through social media and the reels and all the things that um, are constantly changing but um, are getting us getting us out there to a lot of folks. And it's a great story, but I wonder, after 60 years, and you are so unique, I mean, I've, I've been overseas, and people go, where are you from? San Luis Obispo. What? I go, the Madonna Inn. Oh, yes. Do you, do you really need to push marketing that much? Well, we don't push it so much. It's, it's more um, sort of organic, but... Um, I guess we do push it to some degree, yeah. but you know how social media is. It's, it's, it just kind of has a life of its own. It's that next generation you're trying to reach. Right. Yeah. It has a life of its own, and it, and it does, it does um, you know, speak to people who, um, you know, who, who like that. And, and marketing also are people that are coming in and want to stay. So they're going to talk to our marketing department and say, you know, I'm an influencer. Can I come and stay in your hotel or can I come and eat? And working with the chamber downtown and the visit – Slow and visit. Visit Slow Cal. Slow Cal. Um, all these changing names for me. Yeah, really. But uh, yeah, so it it really is something that needs management. So that's that's kind of what where they're at. And then uh, Sherry Shops again. I'm supposed to mention Sherry Shops at least three times. <laughs> um, she does a lot of online. So actually, our son who's getting married, uh, his fiance Megan McNulty heads up all of those reels that Clint's talking about. They get posted of the different products that come in. And Is she related to Pam McNulty? 
Uh, Wait on there. Okay. No, I should, okay. Diana and Mike, those are the okay. only ones I know. Yeah. <laughs> on the Stahlberg Tatum text line, listener wants to know what's the most popular room at the Madonna Inn to stay? Uh, without a doubt, I'm going to say it's Caveman. Yeah. But I personally think if you want a rock room, my favorite rock room is Old World. Um, it's a much larger suite and still has the same rock feel. The The waterfall shower is easily walked into. It's not as small of a cave um, but equally uh, nice is Madonna Suite, which you then have the carpet flooring instead of just rock floor. Um, and then obviously Austrian Suite is another one. A lot of people like to get married um, and have all their wedding party, bridal party getting dressed in Austrian Suite, uh, Barrel of Fun. So there's a lot. There's That's after the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I, I should try that line next time. I'll just say I'm a social influencer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See if it gets me anywhere. And ask Ethan. Say, I, hey, Ethan, I'm here for yeah. a steak. I need yeah. to talk about I'm it. I'm a social influencer. Uh, and people can see pictures of all the rooms on the website, as I recall. Yes. Also, and is Phyllis Books still available? Yes. And that has every single photo as well. Yes. You ever see it? You ever see additional rooms coming along, Connie, or changing rooms? We have one room called No Name. And it used to be kind of a storage room. And we actually have this idea that we want to make it, uh, we wanted to call it... Um, Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove. So we have this idea of trying to make tree trunks come up from the ground. and the. Um, it's got some concrete columns that kind of run through it, the backside of a, of a big fireplace on the other side of the wall. And so we're thinking about two giant tree trunks and then under the canopy of, uh, of the forest. Alex used to have a lumber mill in Cottage Grove, Oregon, so it's kind of yeah. a little bit of a of a tie back to family history too. Remind me, whose idea was it for all the rooms? Was this Alex or was this Phyllis? My mom, I think, has to get the most credit. Um, my dad built extraordinary rooms. Yeah, he built it. But she's the one that, and I don't know if it was her or if it was him that would get. I think he would just name it, and then she would have to run with it. So um, I know that there were some interesting times like he was very proud of his rocks and she really loved gold mirrors so she had wayne fawcett uh tack up a, a gold big gold mirror into his rock wall and he about lost it because <laughs> you should never touch his rock but um funny enough yeah. anyway <laughs> well back in those days he was doing a lot of con uh, highway construction and so he would leave early in the morning and he wouldn't get back until you know pretty late in the evening. And so um, you might see your whole day of work um, get uh, reversed after he saw it. So, yeah. Well, it begs the question, Clint, do you remember the first time you visited the Madonna Inn? I remember the first time I drove past it. Yeah. My, my dad had sold some cattle to uh, someone down in Santa Barbara, and we were driving down to, to, um, to help um, with the delivery. And I remember going past it. And I just remember if you have any first impressions of, of when you visited it, the first few times. Yeah. What did you think of this place? I thought it was amazing because yeah. I've always been sort of, um, um, I've always liked that kind of Bavarian, uh, you know, feel. And so all of the wood carving and the architectural styling is just really resonates with me. But the food is really what got me. I, uh, when I was in college, I'd come <laughs> in and have the corned beef hash and eggs. And yeah. Whenever I could... Whenever I could save up enough money, I'd come in and have that. Connie, when uh, one of the last appearances Phyllis made on the show, she was especially proud of the swimming pool and the spa. Oh. How's that working out? That's 
That's doing very well. Um, everybody, I, adding that pool meant so much to our business. And uh, as you know, w- I was trying to get my dad to build a pool. And I remember I said the topless pool, yeah. right? So yeah. anyway, I figured any way I could get him to dig a hole. <laughs> and um, there were there were people that were split in my family even that I was even considering that. But it was like whatever I could do to get the pool built. And then um, obviously he'd passed away. But before he'd passed away, he said, where do you think a pool should go? And I said, we should put it down there in the field below building number two of the motel. That way everybody on the freeway will see it. And he says, you know... I think you should be putting it up on that platform up there. And I was like, no, nobody will ever see it up there, no. Well, after he passed away, what he what he didn't tell me was he was allowing me to go along with my dream of having it in that motel field. He didn't tell me that that's all county ag land and we would have never been able to develop in there. <laughs> so it was like his little thing was watching me, you know, get up the gumption in the fight and and want to do something. And he just loved watching me. Somewhat. Why was there opposition to the idea of a swimming pool? My dad thought that they were going to ruin all the carpet by being wet. So And so what I would say <laughs> is, what do you think they're doing when they come out of those showers with the waterfall? Yeah. They're yeah. still getting on your carpet wet. Let's take a call. We've got John and Atascadero on KVEC. Hi, John. Hello. Hi. It's good to hear the, the show tonight. I really enjoy this. and uh, I had you. the special privilege of doing one of the roundups uh, with the Madonnas at one point. Uh, and uh, it was it was something I'll never forget. <laughs> and what was so memorable about it, John? You know, from uh, a good friend of mine, and there's, I'm sure, uh, Robin Baggett. Uh, my wife worked for the uh, law firm. And uh, I've always loved writing. I've never been on a um, roundup, if you will. And uh, Robin invited me to go and uh, going out to the field and rounding up all the cattle and uh, bringing them over off to uh, LOVR, well, whatever, Foothill, I guess. Foothill, yeah, uh, Foothill. Yes. At the Alberti at the Ranch. Yes, uh, and branding and cutting and. <laughs> Yeah. It was amazing. After that, everybody got to eat. Yeah, and Alex <laughs> liked to liked to slice the uh, top blocks of sirloin himself too, and serve the cake. He was quite the host. Yeah, he was. He really was. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, I'm glad you called in and shared that memory, and I'm glad that you had it. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Miles wants in. Hey, Miles. Hey, uh, I used to go to the Madonna Inn, and they had a great uh, steak. We still and, uh, have great and then it changed. <laughs> what do you mean it changed? Uh, I don't know what happened. But I just was wondering if Skippy still works there. I don't remember a Skippy. Yeah, but what what but come back to the come back to the steak. What what happened? Yeah. What's wrong? Yeah. It used well, I mean, I've been back uh, I've been going there since like the 80s and it used to be uh aged beef and all that kind of stuff and then there was a time where things changed and it wasn't the same but i'm hoping it came back well yeah i mean we do still have um uh aged uh beef 
and we still cook over red oak uh, wood. It's the same. It's the same. Uh, just salt and pepper is the only seasoning we use. So um, we try to keep it the same. You know, sometimes you might have a have an off night, but we we really try to keep the quality there. I think Miles needs to come back and try again. It's the Madonna Inn. Thank you, Miles. Eight zero five five four three eight eight three zero. Greg is up in Paso. Hi, Greg. Hi. Yes. Hi, hi guys. Hi. Uh, you know, I had a lot of memories of Madonna Inn. Of course, uh, recently I had a, uh, a little uh, event there for a, um, a celebration of life, and um, the food was great. And uh, we got a couple pastry for dessert, which was wonderful. Of course, the famous uh, champagne cake or to die for. But uh, I worked there uh, in the early 80s in the pantry. And uh, they had a lady who worked who was like the supervisor, Winnie. I don't know if they remember Winnie. Winnie. Remember Winnie? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she ran the kitchen for many years. Yeah, and she taught me how to make a lot of the recipes, and uh, that was interesting. And then, of course, you know, when, when I started Polly, one of the places the WOW groups take you, of course, is to go see the bathrooms uh, <laughs> at Madonna Inn. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, I also remember, you know, when I'm working in the pantry there, uh, you know, it was a little, always a little stressful when Mr. Madonna, uh, came in and, uh, you, you know, you were, you were making his food, so, and he knew how everything was, exactly how it was supposed to be. So it was always a little bit stressful, but uh, he interviewed me, uh, personally, uh, before I was hired, and, uh, he was, uh, he was a tough interviewer. And, what's, uh, what's but anyway, uh, a lot of good memories. <laughs> yeah. Well, Connie, what are you going to say? I said, what's 12 times 13? And then if you got that right, one right, right, then it was what's 13 times 15. And then he'd quiz you on whether one of the bussers told you the answers before you got to the interview. <laughs> well, wow. and then you know what? And if you didn't get it, you know what? He explained to you how to do that in your head. And the only reason he did it was because he wanted to see how you, how you did on your feet, you know, how you thought Under on pressure. your feet. Tell me yep. it's 156. Right. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I just do 12 by 12 is 144 plus 12 is right. 156. And you yeah. know, Jackie, right. our, 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 our head chef now, uh, Jackie, she trained under Winnie, believe it or not, so that we have that direct connection to Winnie. So, Jackie. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Yeah. I remember her very, very well. Right. Thank you, though, guys. Greg, thanks for sharing the stories. 805-543-8830. We're just talking with Connie Pierce, General Manager of the Madonna Inn. Clint Pierce, President of Madonna Enterprises. You know these folks. Paul's in San Louis. Hey, Paul. Uh. <laughs> I just heard a heavy sigh from, from Connie. Uh-oh. Trouble. Yeah, I, I've known Connie since she was, what, 12? Yeah. 13? Yeah. We've been friends ever since. Yeah. She's just... That, you know, and Kit, Connie and Clint are, are the finest people you ever want to meet. Thank you, Paul. And, and which um, is interesting because Paul doesn't like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I like them. That yeah. just goes to show you the quality of this couple. Oh, but, thank you. Um, one thing uh, you know that you, you said that you you've worked the longest at the end, besides. But what about Thelma? I know Thelma. I, I I said me and Sherry. I didn't say everybody. So oh, okay. Yeah. So Thelma is eighty three, and she's still seating people at the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. She she's a gem. Yeah. It's it's amazing, Dave. That you know I grew up in this town, and my great uncle worked for Mr. Madonna, and there's just this 
his crew, the the people that are were loyal to to Mr. Madonna and worked for him for decades. I think my my uncle worked for him for about forty years, and that's the thing that you know my dad would always say. You know, uh, Alex has got these you know these old trucks because you'd see their trucks going through town and these old Macs and and he goes and. You know, most of these guys want to drive big, fancy stuff, but the people that work for Alex Madonna, they just want to work for him. And they don't care about, you know, how fancy the equipment is or anything. And that's the thing that you even see at the end, like people like Thelma and Sippy, the people stay there and, and, and work for the Madonnas for, for decades. Uh, yeah, I mean it's yeah. and, and that and we are so gratified by that. I mean it's it's their loyalty and um, their skills and just part of the Madonian family. I mean you you mentioned Sippy, he's just invaluable, you know, in that in the banquets department and really anywhere else too because he's willing to help out all over wherever it's needed. Paul, thank you very much for calling in on the Stolberg Tatum line. A listener wants to know what's your most popular dessert? Oh, pink champagne. Yeah. <laughs> Who came up with that idea? You know, uh, I'm not sure how they got to the pink chocolate, except for it was through Guitard. My dad was actually, I'm sure, a part of that. Um, but there, what people don't know is that we went through that. Well, maybe they do. We had that pink chocolate shortage, and it was really upsetting everybody. And I just wouldn't back down. I kept talking to Guitard. I said, come on, can you please make it? Well, they couldn't because of some regulations, and it kept breaking. So they gave, they gave me a name of somebody in Arizona. So now Guitard sends the chocolate to Arizona. They take the chocolate out. They melt it down. They make it into the pink, form it again, put it back in the boxes, and then ship it back to us. Wow. You can imagine that. Craig, you had it for your birthday. Yeah, I uh, have it almost every birthday. <laughs> my son has the same birthday as me, and he was super psyched. And by the way, his mom was there, and she had it. And could not believe how amazing it was. She's like, I'm not like a cake person, and, but she was blown away about <laughs> at that pink champagne cake. There you go. All the right. Bavarian cream is the part I like the best. Let's, that. let's go to Susie up in Atascadero. Hi, Susie. Hi, Dave. Hi, Susie. Um, I, I just wanted to uh, express my appreciation to the Madonna Inn for all the dancing that they host. Oh. It's wonderful. We go down there usually once a month, or we used to go more often, but... If we go down, maybe we have dinner, maybe we don't, but it, we just love the dancing. So thank you very much. What kind of dancing do you do, Susie? Oh, you know, it's ballroom dancing or it's swing dancing. They have a live band. Yep. Um, it's just terrific. Everyone is so nice. Thank you. Thank you very no, much. We, we love you. the dancers. You're like docents out there and... I think that people actually come just to watch you and, and to learn. Well, and this kind of ties back a little bit to the conversation about the, the new hotels, you know, that we are competing with. But um, if you just kind of keep doing just the same thing you've always done that people seem to like, sometimes it's you find that um, you're the, one of the few that are doing it and you offer something that people really can, you know, yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Well, I, ho- I hope you'll keep going with it because it's fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. All right, Susie, thank you. Uh, if I could see the calls, Craig, uh, thank you. We've got Tyler on KVEC. Hi, Tyler. Hey, hi, you guys. Hi, Tyler. I, I, I really want to thank you for doing the show, and I wanted sure. to just give a quick memory that I had about Alex Madonna. He was so gracious to me. 
1990, I made a dream come true and opened a very small restaurant, really a deli cafe up on Monterey Street called Popolo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Alex came in on more than one occasion, and you know it's rough when you get started, and he recognized that. And he encouraged me, and I even invited him in back to see how he did it in the back. And he was so gracious and so a part of understanding the restaurant end of it. He really gave me a bolstering. He gave me a confidence, and I appreciated it. Uh, that's great to hear that. Thank you. I, I know he's he really does appreciate the downtown folks and, and going and visiting them. He used to go to Black Horse Cafe quite a bit, too. And I saw him at the restaurant. Uh, it used to be in the creamery. I yeah, forget the yeah. name of it. So the Art of Sandwich, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah, and there's a girl yeah. that runs the mountain right now that it's her aunt that used to run that, and she was a waitress, yeah. so... Yeah, it's fun. All right, Tyler. I just want to say two more quick things. Quickly, sure. Um, I I, I attended his memorial service at the mission. It was magnificent. It was fantastic. And I sure do wish that we all had allowed Alex (laughs) to build his chalet on top of the mountain. I honestly do. Oh, let's not even go there. (laughs) We're just having a nice, pleasant conversation. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, That could be a whole separate hour. Chuck is in San Luis. Hi, Chuck. How are you doing? Good. Well, I have a little story to tell about Connie. Oh, goodness. That I used to play hide-and-go-seek with her. And <laughs> she doesn't remember this because she was uh, four years of age. Chuck Snyder. In the shop. <laughs> and uh, uh, then uh, a couple years after I uh, was playing hide-and-go-seek with her, I ended up being her next-door neighbor, uh, neighbor across the street. For I lived there for 40 years. And until she was married and moved off with, uh, with all the other kids. But I have one thing that you might not know, uh, Connie. Uh, the stairway going up to the crystal room and the front door. Uh, if you're standing with your back to the fireplace, your dad's history is on those stained glass, those four stained glass windows. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, the third one shows your dad... Uh, sitting down at a construction site uh, and writing something, and I was always under the impression uh, that he was uh, designing the rooms to the Madonna Inn. Uh, and um, I, I, I need I, to I jump in. You get a short answer, Connie? Do you know what he's talking about? Yes, I do. And um, those were the history of his life is what I think they were supposed to be meant for. So it, it, I don't know that he was actually designing the rooms with that, but it was showing a lot of the different parts of his life because there were so many different facets. All right, we'll have to leave it at that, Chuck. Thanks for the call. We'll come back and wrap things up with my guests. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. And so pleased to have had this conversation with Connie and Clint Pierce. Connie, you got about 20 seconds for a final thought. Final thought. Me first. Okay. Well, I just want to thank you for having us and for even thinking about us. Uh, This is my first time being on air. So I know you talked to my mom quite a bit. Yeah. Um, But it's been a a pleasure. It's been a very nice time. Thank Thank you. you. See, Clint, you got about 30 seconds. Well, I, not to ditto what Connie said, but thank you. I really appreciate it. And I think what I would add is that, um, you know, we, we have businesses to run, but even almost more than that, being part of the community and trying to provide what little bit that we can 
provide for the community. The road up the mountain, that was mentioned, the chalet. Yeah. Well, the most beautiful thing is that road that everybody enjoys every day. We Absolutely. hike We hike it several times a week, and yeah. it's just we just love being part of the community and trying to add what we can to help the community. All right, folks, thank you very much. So appreciate your time. Off we go. News, traffic, weather, stick around. After the news, 6 o'clock hour starts now. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.